Wellington-based, Filipino-born bass player and composer Seth Boy often combines the musical influences of his home country and of jazz greats like Duke Ellington and John Coltrane in his work. Seth has a new work commissioned for Wellington's upcoming jazz festival, Farewell Sweet Stranger, references his feelings of being disconnected from the Philippines and perhaps worried about losing touch with his roots. Well, Seth Boy, who's also the principal bassist of the, or bassist of the Royal New Zealand Air Force Band, is with me in the Wellington studio. Kia ora, Seth. Nice to meet you. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. So busy. I always struggle bassist, 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 bassist. bassist yeah. I know. <laughs> Um, now, Farewell, Sweet Stranger, it's clearly a very personal work. What are the, the ideas that you're exploring in it? Um, so in, in this piece, it's kind of um, trying to make sense of where I've come from and where I am now um, in terms of my roots in the Philippines and then moving um, to New Zealand and then moving away from my family down here to Wellington. So they're, they're still up in um, South Auckland. And, um, yeah, putting those into music and, and trying to make sense of... Um, you know, the culture of what what I'm doing now versus where I came from. And you're picking up on um, musical genres from the Philippines. Uh, and there's a couple of main areas that you're looking at? Sure, yeah. So the, the piece itself is split into two halves. The first kind of um, uh, showcases uh, traditional folk melodies and, and variations on those, as well as the uh, sounds brought in by Spanish colonization, so the harmonies and the rhythms. Um, and then trying to um, combine those two and, and make sense of how they fit together as an identity, which I guess all Filipinos kind of struggle with. How strong are your memories, um, your early memories of those, say, those traditional sounds and even the, the colonising Spanish sounds of music? Uh, well, I was 10 years old when I left the Philippines, but, um, yeah, old enough to remember what it was like. Um, and definitely, like, the um, the folk tunes that, you know, that were sung as kids and like the, my family would sing and I'd play on the piano um, or, the, or the things that influenced um, this piece. Now with the work that you're performing here I think you're not so much bringing in traditional instruments mm. and I'd like to know a little bit more about those but you're having, I mean this is the wonderful thing about jazz and instruments, they are so malleable aren't they? Yes for sure. Um, yes yeah, so I'm using kind of standard modern western instrumentation flute, clarinet, um, trombone, trumpet, drum space, piano and saxophones, um, so yeah. So the the traditional music um, is mainly coming from the melodies and, and kind of the sounds and, and the stories behind those as well. What would be some of the traditional instruments that would originally have played this music? Uh, well, yeah, that's a it's a big question. Cause, I didn't mean it to be. No, no. no. <laughs> Um, because yeah, the, the colonial period was about over three hundred years, so a lot of the indigenous pre-colonial instruments aren't, you know, played as much today as they were. And you know, I, I don't know that much about them myself. Um, so yeah, th- things that were brought in by the Spanish, like guitars and um, the pianos and, and, and percussion instruments. Um, but so yeah, just taking inspiration from those sounds. 
in the pre-colonial sands as well, and then putting it into the um, context of modern jazz. I mentioned before, and, and as did you, really, that this sense of disconnection from home—it's it's very, it, it's very hard on those who who leave home, who immigrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, by thinking about it, by creating this work, and you, I know you're deep in rehearsals now with the other um, members of the band, has that helped you find some sort of resolution to it? Um, I wouldn't say resolution as I mean, it's it's an ongoing story, and yeah, you're right. It's, it's it's definitely something that um, immigrants think about a lot. But um, the point of this piece would be um, for for everyone else living in New Zealand, is it's something you should think about as well because you know we're all like the continuation of a very long and, and rich lineage. So like, where where are your roots from, and you know how how does that affect who you are today? I, you, you describe this um, piece, Farewell, Sweet Stranger, as starting off very tender mm-hmm. and then becoming very upfront. So what are, the, what are you referencing in the tender moments and then what are you also telling us really through those upfront moments? Yeah, um, well, there are a lot of uh, soft, slow passages and um, kind of like sweet solo melodies. Is that childhood and nostalgia? Or? Yeah, exactly. So um, thinking back to those kind of, the lullabies and the folk tunes, and um, but also um, recontextualizing them in, in a more bittersweet kind of way. And then as the piece progresses, um, you know, it gets a little more, um, yeah, upfront and fast and 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 really loud and challenging. You mentioned that you came here when you were about ten. What brought you and your family here? Um, yeah, so my parents brought us here. I guess to. Well, the classic better life. Yeah, exactly. Scenario. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't be doing this kind of thing in the Philippines if we had stayed in um, Lord of the Rings, I guess. Oh, Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> no, I didn't expect that. Yeah. But you, you were learning piano in the Philippines, so clearly the the love of music was with you right from the start. Is it a musical family? Um, yeah, um, yeah. This, especially among my cousins, um, my older cousins inspired me to play music. Um, when it was still in the Philippines, yeah, it was spent about two years learning piano before I moved to New Zealand, and so that's where I do most of my writing and composing is on the piano. And the move from the piano to the to the bass, how did that happen? Yeah, well, that happened um, in in school, in high school, um, learning guitar, and if you know, if you have too many guitarists in your school, they <laughs> make you play bass. So, which I'm glad about because. Um, I'm getting, you know, I probably wouldn't get as many gigs playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the influence of home for you and the Philippines and your music. What about your jazz influences? I mean, it's a broad church's jazz, mm-hmm. but who are the jazz artists who maybe you listen to most or you love most? Um, well, I love um, the sound of big groups like Cat Basie and, and the, the bigger works of Charles Mangus, Duke Ellington, the... Um, um, but yeah, I was really inspired to, to play just from being in my high school jazz band. We had really good educators there who, um, you know, were really encouraging to of us to learn like properly from the source materials. Um, yeah, got to say, I mean, the, the, these three musical influences all together. Mm. I was going to say mushing, but that's not what you're doing. You're referencing all of them together. Mm-hmm. Has that, as a composer, has that been quite a feat to make it co- a coherent? Whole? Yeah, it definitely took a long time to <laughs> get all on paper. Um, 
especially because of you know the emotional uh, um the concepts behind the piece the intentions are real serious so i had to really take my time and make sure um you know each note is this is what it really should be you know but there is always, oh, it tends to be improvisation is a big part mm-hmm. of jazz. So now you, I think you're into your fourth rehearsals with the other musicians. What have you, what have you said to them, and what are they bringing to the work? Um, yes, yeah, so there definitely is a lot of inf- improvisation, a lot of um, solos. Um, but yeah, so I explained like the, the concepts of the piece and the emotional content, and so they, you know, they all bring their own personality. Um, into it, which is great. Um, but yeah, I, I really I wrote the music to be deliberately st- challenging and stressful, <laughs> kind of. So it's 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 very hard on purpose. And um, the point is that they'll play it as best as they can and like struggle through it because it's supposed to be a struggle, and that that, that kind of um, you know represents what, what the meaning of the piece. So so is that like technically challenging, struggling, and kind of emotionally too because of just what we've been talking about. You yes, know, the big feelings. Yeah, definitely both of that. Um, there, there's definitely um, moments where, you know, the the lines I've written are kind of unreasonable maybe <laughs> and, you know, hard to um, changing time signatures and just um, I've been challenging, challenging them to uh, really push themselves like um, in terms of dynamics and how much they play and um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it, I'm asking a lot of them, but I'm very glad that they're putting the effort in. Well, you're, you're playing too. So oh, yeah, are yes, you yeah. just as hard on the bass player as you are on the other oh. <laughs> on the other musicians? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to talk to you. Now, Mihi Nui says Seth Boy performing as part of Sunday Mixtape. These are three different commissioned performances, one after the other, at the Opera House on Sunday, the 23rd of October, in one week, as part of the Wellington Jazz Festival program.